Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to the Simplify Podcast, Keep It Simple Podcast. If you've caught this, you're with us for episode 22 uh, today. Uh, we have the great good fortune uh, of having one of uh, my dearest friends, actually, uh, Reverend Pastor Reverend, <laughs> Reverend Pastor Ken Morgan uh, is oh. on the episode today. Ken, for many of you, needs no introduction um, uh, if you're in the southeast, uh, down our Georgia people, uh, we got people down there. And many of you know uh, Ken. Um, for those of you in the Midwest, uh, you will get to know Ken. And uh, at some point, if you're out in the Midwest, you'll actually get to hear Ken preach because we have been kicking around the idea for a couple yeah. of years of a revival maybe. But uh, Ken, is, Ken is... Um, not going to appreciate me saying this, but um, Ken is probably the one person in my life that I most see Jesus in. And mm. and that's over an elongated sample size. That's not over a year or two years or three years. It's over, um, I guess, close to 10 years maybe now. Um, yeah, going back to 13. To yeah. 10 years of doing life together and, and loving one another and, and our families. Um just a just a person who genuinely loves Jesus and and absolutely loves people well. Uh, Ken is a husband to Amy uh, and mm-hmm. a father to Christopher and Jeremy and Abby. Uh, he's currently pastor in Springfield Oaks Church uh, in Springfield, Georgia, which is um, mm-hmm. kind of outside of Savannah, Georgia. Uh, down towards coastal Georgia. And uh, so, Ken, brother, welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Welcome. Man, it's so good to be with you today, Ben, and uh, appreciate what you shared. And let me just clarify, I need a whole lot more Jesus in my life. (laughs) Don't (laughs) we all? As we all do. Absolutely. But man, it's so fun to be with you. And um, I mean, it's such a treat always. And and, uh, it's a blessing because uh, we were able to see each other recently, mm-hmm. which was fun to catch up. So to do it so quickly again is a great joy today, my friend. Yes. Yeah, yeah y'all. So um, Ken and Abby were coming through. Ken and Amy's youngest uh, child. She's not a child anymore. Youngest. Uh, uh, yeah, 20. Yeah. yeah. 20 years old. Um, I was yeah. going to say 17 or 18. 20 years old. So Abby. Um, is in um, school, uh, Bible mm-hmm. college. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a Bible training school yes. program out in Denver, and so Denver. we we love Ben so much that we drove through a blizzard. <laughs> to <get> to <laughs> Literally, Columbia. I mean, it was it was yeah. like from from St. Louis to Columbia, like we're going forty, and you know, it's not that there was lots of snow on the ground, but man, the the wind was like forty miles per hour, yes. just pushing snow in front of us. We're we're behind eighteen wheelers, and then you know, there's those moments as you know, Ben, you've traveled so much, man. Like those, you get those eighteen wheels behind you, and you're like, okay, they're not moving, so yeah. like <laughs> you better. Yeah. And, uh, and the and the slush was so big, you know, like just that buildup that yeah. when you would drive through it, it sounded like your car was like grinding through metal. And yes. I remember, I mean, Abby's never done this before. So she's like, Dad, what is that? And I'm like, well, that's all the the sludge and stuff. And uh, I said, so, 
you know, I said, get to praying, turn the praise music up louder. And uh, before you know it, we'll be with Ben and Stacy and family and it'll yes. be good. <laughs> yeah. And you talk about a father's love, man. That, um, so you all were here, that it was truly a blizzard that came down through the Dakotas and Kansas, mm -hmm. and, um, but you were on a timeline, Amy was flying into Denver, you had to be That's there right. a day later to pick her up, and you all went, <laughs> this, is a, we this is a daddy's love, you left here and went to Amarillo, is that right, Amarillo? We did. We, we were like, you know, what do you do in moments when there's a blizzard and your route's cut off? You're like, well, where can you go? And, yes. uh, and so yeah. it ended up being that Amarillo, Texas is where we ended up. But I want to tell you, like, it was so cool, even in moments like that. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, Ben, I think one of the things that I love about you so much and our time together is it's, you know, there's such an openness to like, Lord, what do you want to do? Like in every mm -hmm. moment, it's like, what do you want to do? And so mm -hmm. in a case like that, it was like, okay, Lord, what do you want us to do? Like, you know, mm -hmm. and so it's like, okay, we'll, we'll go all the way. But what was so cool about that was that, you know, we ended up, you know, going through Tulsa, Oklahoma and mm -hmm. Abby, who had been a part of Youth with the Mission, a beautiful missions organization the year before, one of her uh, teammates uh, is going to school there. And so wow. it became one of those, like, you know, we weren't planning on it, but we ended up there and you know, they got to spend a couple hours together and, and, and that was beautiful. And, um, and then, you know, just even like how going out of your way will just bring the unexpected beauty. Uh, mm -hmm. and so that the drive and you, you know, you've, again, being Mr. Rodeo, like you've, you've, you've covered the land that drive though, from, from Amarillo to Denver is one of the most beautiful I've ever done. Going through the back roads of Texas into New Mexico, um, you know, there was snow on the ground, so it brought so much definition to the land, made it stand out even yes. more. And, yeah. and Abby and I were just in awe, you know, like like God, like we weren't planning on coming this way, but like, thank you for the, the beauty. And then, you know, as soon as you come into Southern Colorado there, I think that's Interstate 25, like, you know, you, you, you turn the little bend and then boom, Rockies, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, yes. and Abby's like, dad, like, check that out. And I'm like, girl, we're just getting started. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, you know, that's, you know, as we're talking here today, that's just one thing I've learned so much as you have is that, uh, you learn how to move with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to, you know, be flexible, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to yes. be in tune with him. And so even simple things of like, okay, where do we go next? You know, and adjustments, uh, I think it's such a big part of our journey uh, of following, um, following the Lord. Amen, man. So there's so many people that watch or listen to this that know you like Pastor Ken, know, mm -hmm. know you like Middle Georgia time, um, I know a lot of your story just because we've been together, we've traveled together, been all over the place together, mm -hmm. spent a lot of time together. Um, uh, if you will, just kind of back us up. You can go back as far as you'd like. And, and um, I would love for you, if you're willing, just to share sure. kind of your personal journey, your story. We know kind of, um, like in my mind, this pillar of faith, but... Um, how how did God get you to, um, you know, like the kid that I met or the kid that a lot of the young adults who will listen and watch this, um, mm -hmm. uh, share some of that, some of that path with us, please. Absolutely. So, 
You know, I'm very thankful. I know not everybody uh, has this, you know, experience in life, but very thankful, you know, both parents, you know, loving Jesus, um, you know, grew up where, you know, church was not only something you did, but it was like, hey, there's blessing from it. You know, mm-hmm. there's 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 the church of like we're going because we're supposed to. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's the church of like, hey, we're going to meet God today. Mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful for that growing up because that was a part of you know, the witness of my parents, it was like at home, you know, you know, reading scriptures to me and, and realizing, okay, this isn't just the, the cool Bible story you read about. That's like, no, this is about how God encounters people. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that was kind of like, I grew up in that. And, and then, you know, like middle school and high school, always so key in life. Right. And so for mm-hmm. me, um, you know, I've always had that people pleaser in me, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. So at that time, it was very much like, hey, I want to be connected. You know, we talk about community so much, right? It's like, so I'm trying to find community at that age. And community in middle school is always like, well, who's who's popular? Who's cool? You know, and so, I mean, I tried to find my niche in that. But what happened to me during those years was I became kind of the butt of the joke. I became the the kid they were picked on, you know. And so in my effort to, you know, try to find community, to find identity, like, you know, who am I, you know, and and trying to please people, you know, from everything of like, you know, fitting in to like, hey, I want to do well in school because then you're recognized, right? You know, you, you know, all those things. And, And so like, you know, during my eighth grade year, like all that over a couple of years just came to a head. And I, I came home from school one day, just super crushed. I really felt like, you know, no one loved me. Mm-hmm. And I knew my parents did, but just like, I, I just, you know, but you have that feeling like no one like loves me. I'm, I'm unlovable. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll never forget my dad, um, you know, you know, coming over and he's like, Ken, what's wrong? And I'm like, dad, no one loves me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't matter to anyone. And, 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 and the Holy Spirit used my dad so strong in that moment. Cause he was like, Ken, first off, your mom and I love you. You know, we, we cherish who you are. You, you know, are a gift to our family, but he goes more so, and this was it, Ben. He was like, more so your heavenly father loves you. Wow. He created you. You are precious to him. You know, Jesus came for you. And all people, but can he came for you because he loves you? Mm-hmm. He gave his life for you because he loves you. He wants you to be a part of his family. Like you, your life matters mm-hmm. uh, to the Lord. And there was something about like the Lord using um, my dad that day that that, that spoke to me. Amen. And then just a couple months later, um, and this is so cool too. I want to kind of share this as part of the story. So like uh, our church uh, up in Indiana. Lived in lots of different places, so I'm in Indiana now. And, uh, um, but uh, our church had a, a youth group uh, retreat, like a week-long summer camp we went on, right? <laughs> and so the, the senior in high school, this guy named Brian Moore, star basketball player, right? He's in our youth group. And it's like Sunday morning. They're, like They're literally leaving in 30 minutes. And he's like, Ken, hey, you want to go on this summer camp trip with us? And I'm like, dude, yeah, right? Like... <laughs> Brian Moore, star basketball player, just said, do you want to go? And I'm like, I'm in. And so I told my parents and we're rushing home and, you know, getting close to go off to camp. And we come back and uh, Tuesday night of that camp, you know, and this is like old school outdoor 
you know, holiness camp meeting kind of place. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's 90 degrees, but everyone's dressed up, you know, <laughs> and, uh, um, but, um, but that Tuesday night, uh, Jesus grabbed a hold of my heart, you know, and I felt his love. I felt that conviction, you know, mm-hmm. it was such a, a strong thing of like, you need to come, Ken, I love you, but you need to come and you need to lay it all down your life to me. And, you know, I'll never forget, you know, these moments, right? Because I'm sitting in the middle of all these other high schoolers and, you know, we're at church camp and my heart's just beating like a jackrabbit. And, mm-hmm. but I knew it was the Lord. And so when that invitation came to come down to the altar to pray, um, man, I got up out of the middle of all those folks and I moved my way down. And, you know, that first step, I just felt like I was running down to the altar. And I remember getting there and one of the adult leaders comes over and he's like, hey, Ken, do you, you want me to pray with you? And I'm like, no, I got it. <laughs> like, I, I know, I know what I need to do. Like, I know I need to surrender it all to Jesus. And, uh, he, he was like, all right, you know? And so, you know, I just, I just prayed, you know, I just I like, it. Jesus, you love me so much. And I'm so thankful. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I acknowledge that, you know, I am a sinner. I've like, I've lived to try to develop my own world of acceptance mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. i've tried to find my way my place my identity but now i know that that's in you mm-hmm. and um and i'll never forget like just after praying that prayer just you know the heaviness of the last few years the heaviness of the insults and the 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 laughing the making fun of the the you know the feelings of isolation and sadness mm-hmm. you know just just all that heaviness that the lord was already beginning to lift through the words of encouragement from my dad like it was gone wow. and and in and in that place there was just joy it was the joy of the presence of the lord it was the joy of like i am a child of god mm-hmm. i am loved i'm forgiven um i'm new and um you know just so thankful for god's grace ben you know mm-hmm. so thankful for how he reaches us. And, you know, I, I want to reiterate it again. You know, it's like, you never know who we can have influence with. Right. Like, like Brian Moore had no idea that day when he invited me to go to camp that two days later, it was going to lead to, you know, you know, Jesus grabbing a hold of my life. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think about that because like God used him and like, I've not seen Brian Moore since he graduated. I've thought about him at different times, but I haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was four years older than me. So it, it was never like we were really close friends because of the age, but, mm-hmm. but God used him. And, and from that, like, you know, the Lord's been able to place, you know, Amy and I in ministry in different places, you know, through the years and just want to be obedient to serve him. Right. And, and I think about like Brian Moore, Moore has a part of that legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Jesus's legacy. And Brian Moore has a small part of that, but he has a part because he was willing to make the ask. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's such a, a, a huge part of us. Like, are, are we inviting people into the community of faith in Christ? Are we inviting people into the community of, of being part of a family, mm-hmm. you know, that is still broken and needs so much love and care, but, but yet it's, 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 it's so much better than what we're trying to find outside of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Um, So, um, so you ended up at Asbury university. 
That's right. Back then, I mean, I'm so old, Ben. It was Asbury College back Asbury then, but you're College, right. Which Today, soccer there. Did you play soccer in high school? Were you an athlete? I did. Okay. I did. So I I, I, I played like all the sports growing up, like mm-hmm. most kids did, and mm-hmm. uh, did that, you know, rec league and stuff. And so, um, you know, in Indiana, like in Tennessee, when I lived in Tennessee, which was elementary years, it was like football, basketball, right. baseball, but the focus is football. You get to... Indiana, you know, football, like they don't even know what to do with that thing, you know, so it's basketball. So um, I got into playing basketball and and soccer, and then I reached, you know, that point in in my freshman year again where, um, you know, I played freshman basketball and I played um, for the JV soccer team. Mm -hmm. And and then I I made a decision, you know, we always make these decisions. Mm -hmm. And so I, I realized at that point that, that I was better at soccer than I was basketball. Okay. So in Indiana, you could do year round, you could play indoor soccer and mm-hmm. travel. So anyway, uh, ended up doing that. And, and so, uh, got to Asbury, uh, college, you know, you'll love this. So, uh, I get a call the summer before my freshman year, it's from the soccer coach. And he's like, Hey, do you want to try out for the team? And, and I'd already thought about it. And I was like, well, Coach, I appreciate that, but I was a little nervous about starting college. Like, mm-hmm. what's the challenge going to be like? Yeah. So I, I said, hey, thank you, Coach, but I think I'm going to focus on a good start to college. And so, you know, no training, no nothing. And then about a week before school, I get that itch, you know, to like want to play. And so I call the coach up and I'm like, hey, is it too late? You know, is it too late it's to awesome. uh, try for the team, you know? And he's like, no, it's not too late at all. And so I, I go for tryouts and and, you know, man, it was it was horrible because, you know, I hadn't tried out. I mean, I hadn't been like I stopped training and like, you know, we got to run like a, you know, sub six minute mile. And, you know, I'm like just huffing and puffing. And it's hilly and, there. Yeah, it right is. There and, around uh, the fields is. It absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. And uh, so uh, uh, I didn't make it that year. Uh, I was close because I had the skill, but it wasn't, you know, there was no uh, training. Yes. But but I learned from that. I, I learned, uh, you know, again, like, you know, you learn from everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, because uh, uh, the next year, my sophomore year, uh, you know, I made sure I was prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew what the goal was and I knew that, hey, I may or may not have the team, but I'm going to be in the best shape that I can be in my life to do it. And so I uh, was able to make the team the sophomore year. And, yeah. you know, we had a lot of fun and, um, you know, just enjoyed Enjoyed that aspect of of college time. Yes. So you met Amy at Asbury? Yeah, I did. So, you know, what's neat kind of a part of our stories, like before my senior year of high school at that same uh, church camp, um, for about a year and a half, I felt like the Holy Spirit had been preparing me for a call to ministry. Mm -hmm. He would uh, put different people in my life who um, you know, were, were ministers and would kind of share their call. And, and so, um, so I felt that, that yes of the Lord, you know, like I'll never forget, I was in this, it should have been condemned prayer room and, uh, uh, just crying out to the Lord. I'll be like, you know, I was like, you know, father, I'll do whatever you want me to do, mm-hmm. like whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want you to be a pastor. And like, again, it was like joy, just like was so excited. So, um, so Amy and I, we meet uh, our very first week in orientation. They had this whole get to know you game and you had name badges and they had three like 
gigantic piles and you were to go find one and, and hers was the one I found. Wow. And, and so that began our friendship. Uh, and then, uh, later, um, in the year, um, and I asked her out during finals week, our first date was going to see, uh, the Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, you know, marathon they were doing <laughs> at the campus that night to relieve stress or whatever. Yes. But, um, but Amy is so cool because, um, you know, she grew up, uh, her daddy being a Methodist preacher, um, you know, just had a beautiful relationship, still does so thankful for Amy in my life mm-hmm. and who she is in Christ. And, and so she felt called as well um, to some form of ministry. She actually, you know, was thinking missions or, um, you know, God led her to be, do education. But she also felt like, you know, she might marry somebody who was a pastor mm-hmm. as well. And so, you know, God brought us together that freshman year. And um, um, after our junior year of college, we got married. Um, so much fun. And um, and then we both graduated together, 94 from Asbury. And she went right into uh, teaching uh, elementary school. I went right into Asbury Seminary. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that was a gift, again, to continue to be in Wilmore. We loved that town. We had a lot of our uh, peer group mm-hmm. that was in that area the whole seven years. So again, a beautiful community of um, friends that we got to know through college and now married and doing adult life and being able to kind of learn together. And that was so much fun. And, uh, um, and then after seminary uh, is when uh, we came down to Georgia. Okay. So 97, graduated from Asbury Seminary and we prayed, Lord, he wants to go to Indiana, where I was from, Georgia, where she was from, and Holy Spirit said, go to Georgia. And we were part of uh, you know, the United Methodist Church, and um, just, just so blessed. You know, we've been doing ministry since 1997. Wow. And um, you know, as folks may be aware, um, you know, the United Methodist Church, you, you, you move you know, every four, you know, 10 years maybe mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so, but man, I, I, I can tell you without, I mean, just so thankful that everywhere the Lord has put us and every season he put us there, I know it was the Holy Spirit's leading them. Uh, I, I can just look back and I think about the, the first church we were in. We had two small churches out in the country. You know, one had 50 and the other had like 15. And it was during those days, Christopher was um, you know, a young toddler, Jeremy was born while we were in that first pastorate. And it was there that we were, we learned Christopher was diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. And this is before autism became a, a household mm-hmm. kind of thing that it is today. And so, you know, I, I want to tell you what a gift it is with Amy, you know, to go through the most difficult moment of your life but to be able to be united with your spouse mm-hmm. and to, to be like, we don't know what's going on, but Jesus, we're holding on to mm-hmm. you. And, and we know you're gonna hold on to us and our son. And you know, we experienced everything from you know, him not being able to talk to, to night terrors to, you know, I mean, like you're all of a sudden faced with, okay, like it, are, are we gonna be caring for him the rest of our mm-hmm. life? Is he able? Is he ever going to be able to talk? Will he be able to, to learn? You know, will he be able to, to do what we call normal life? Right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, all those kind of things go racing through your mind, and 
And I remember like, um, you know, like really being angry with the Lord, which I don't think God's intimidated by that. Um, it's our heart cry sure. at times. And, and, uh, I remember, um, just kind of laying it out. And, and I remember the father saying to me, he's like, can I love Christopher so much more than you do? Yeah. And, and I love you and, and I understand your heartache and your anger. Um, but I have him wow. and I have y'all and, and the father has been so good, you know, throughout life to, to enter in that way in super major crucial moments of, of our mm-hmm. lives to, to just remind us, you know, um, and I'm so near and I, and I know how to carry mm-hmm. you. I know how to love you and, and I know how to work. And, and, and I want to tell you even going through that. So within the first year of learning, he was autistic. Uh, we had a, a member of our church and one of the small churches there. And he says, you know, I had a dream last night from the Lord. And in this dream, uh, I saw Christopher preaching. One Ooh, day. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to tell you like, that was such a uplifting word of the Lord to hold on to, you know, cause like that seemed like the farthest thing away. And so do how the father just speak to us through a friend and to speak a word of promise. And then, you know, so Christopher's like three. And, and I would say that from three to 17, um, the father gave Amy and I for Christopher uh, at least four different times where some people we knew and some people we didn't know God would give them a word related to Christopher's going to talk one day. He's going to, he's going to preach one day. And so, you know, it was during our years with you and Warner Robbins that, uh, Christopher became a part of, um, 4-H mm-hmm. and, um, it was during, during 4-H that for, um, one of these competition things that he had to do like a 10 minute yes, speech. And um, and we were there with him, and he did awesome. He was on photography, loves photography, and and when we walked out of there that day, Christopher was in tears. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can imagine just you know the emotions, right? But he was in tears, and we're like, "So we love you. You did great." And he's like, he's like, "Mom and Dad, these are tears of joy." Mm-hmm. He's like, he goes, he goes. Jesus told me when I finished. Christopher, you are no longer autistic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, I mean, um, another word we got during that same season with you, and it was right after that, a friend had called and, uh, or emailed and, and said that he'd, got, he'd been given a vision from the Lord, and the Lord said, hey, as Christopher reads the Bible, that I'm going to heal his mm-hmm. mind, you know, and give him abilities there. And, uh, we saw that. And, um, and while we were together in Warner Robins, um, there were, you know, one of the Sundays, you know, for a, a message, just the way it lined up, uh, the Lord put in my heart to have Christopher share his mm-hmm. testimony, you know, a part of what he had done in that season. And so we, we did that. And so, you know, when he was standing up there sharing testimony to the Lord, you know, the father said, Ken, this is that mm-hmm. moment. This is the moment at age three when he couldn't speak. And I sent 
you know, Charles to share with you that mm -hmm. word. You know, when, when I sent the other words of the Lord to you and Amy, this is that wow. moment, you know. And, you know, I remember, you know, just, you know, being a proud daddy, of course, but being so thankful for the fathers, you know, goodness and mm -hmm. care. And, um, and Christopher, he truly is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's supernatural yeah. touch. It's a lot of, um, uh, ABA and OT and, you know, speech therapy. I mean, it's all of it. I mean, Lord's healing comes in so many different ways, but, but I mean, he's officially, you know, does not have an autistic, you know, label. We actually felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to go back to the doctor who had, you know, had helped us, you know, to get help at that age. And we went back to that same doctor. Uh, Amy has a great discernment from the Holy Spirit and was like, he doesn't need to have this in his charts anymore. And so as he moves into adulthood and you know, and so, you know, just, you know, just thankful for God's faith. And that, it was physical you know. too, man, because I, I can remember in that season, yeah. like the uh, dietary restrictions, you know, I remember the yes. first few years when we would travel, I mean, Christopher's always been just so self-sufficient, organized, I mean, everything's just so, yes. um, so I never had to, but you or Amy would come and be like, okay, you know, he's got his foods he's got his meals planned out of just a heads up for me as a leader and um you know i i, I clearly remember on the back side of the rock eagle thing mm -hmm. like he could eat he he began when we were traveling he quit carrying a cooler with him mm -hmm. um That's whatever exactly we were right. eating like yeah. i can remember looking down the table and there was christopher laughing and cutting up meat you know and i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, so there's so are. much in there you know, before I, uh, before yeah. we go too far. There's a few things in there. Just this as you're talking. So the first is, and and um, you know we've talked about this, but just for people listening. So Amy's dad pastored the church mm -hmm. I grew up in. Amy's dad was my pastor. Um, That's it right. was so I was grown and graduated. I was in and out of town a lot. Still member at Liberty. Um, but very, very vividly remember uh, Byron uh, teaching and preaching and, and serving our family. Yes. Um, so that was a cool, when you all came and, and those connections were made for me, it was like... Yes, like, hey, I know you're popping So there's connection there. And then, um, I don't know if you know this, maybe or maybe not, we've talked about this or not, but... Um, I was in your office one day. You'd been there a couple of years. I can't remember. And I was enrolled at uh, Middle Georgia State, just kind of limping through like a class or two per semester. And I was in your office. We were visiting about something, ministry, doing work or whatever. And I happened to look up on your wall. There were your diplomas from Asbury College and Asbury Seminary. And... Mm -hmm. um, in that moment, I felt like the Spirit of God was telling me, like, you're going to go to Asbury University, Asbury mm -hmm. Seminary. And I was I was like, man, what did I eat? I must have bad bad Mexican for lunch or something, you know, just kind of brushed <laughs> it off. And um, it was in the spring of the year because the Braves were playing baseball. And that night I was mm -hmm. at home sitting in my rocking chair watching the Braves, and God prompted me by the spirit 
to my laptop was in my backpack beside my chair. During the seventh inning stretch, I applied to Asbury University. I don't know if we've ever <laughs> talked about this or not, but it was after that. I don't, I don't think so, of, but how appropriate. It's it was the seventh inning stretch. stretch, and I pulled my laptop out. Bam, 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 <clears> apply. By, by the next week, you know, it was, and then the next fall started. Um, and that yes. was just from being, uh, just being with you and happened to look Amen. up and seeing those um, diplomas. But so, and this ties into you and me and Christopher. So when you when you all came to us, so Jimmy Asbell, who I love so much, hired me, right? And I was just a rodeo bum, right. had no reason to hire me. I mean, literally, it was, had to be a God thing. And um, talk about God working through relationships with Deborah White Knight and um, Amen. me seeking counsel. And um, so... So Jimmy uh, moves and you all come in. And I was Jimmy's guy. Like I was, uh, I love Jesus, devoted to God, but I, I was devoted to Jimmy, right? Because he gave me a chance. And right. So you all come in and, and I was your administrator, I think, for a year, I think. But I was also yes. doing youth yes. ministry and, and college doing youth ministry. youth at the same time, yeah. So you went to Hinton with us. And yes. so I was still like trying to figure out like can i can i fully be myself with this guy because he's my boss you know and then and right. then how much of me can i release right and so we're um <laughs> so we're at hinton do you i know you have to remember this <laughs> i remember you know I where know, we're going I know where you're going with so, this yeah so we're at hinton yeah. it was late night and we were in that outdoor chapel and we get done with chapel with our kind of breakout or whatever, it was late, dude. And we walk out of that chapel yes. onto the deck between there and like Moore Great Hall, like the big building. And I'm standing yes. there because there wasn't a cloud in the sky that night. I'm standing there just looking up and you can see every star in the sky. So for those... On yeah. the prettiest ever. So if, if yeah. those are that are not familiar with this, so we're in the Appalachian Mountains. We're at a, 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 a mission agency, the Hinton Rural Life Center, which is holy, sacred ground. And um, standing there, and, and I was completely oblivious to who was around me. And I'm looking up and just involuntarily, I think, kind of thinking out loud almost. I said we ought to go down to the tool shed and get a ladder. We should climb up on the roof and and watch these stars. Yeah. And I hear a voice beside me say, let's do it. And I looked over and it was you. <laughs> and it was like, you didn't even get the T from let's do it out of your mouth. And I was gone, You dude. were sprinting. You were and, sprinting. Uh, you I, were. Mean, I guess we're far enough away from it now. We can tell this and I won't get in trouble with parents. But we took that youth group. Uh, you went up yes. first. And so I was holding the ladder. And we just one by one we were helping them up. Yes. up. And so we're on this peak, like this peak of it's a not a small building. Just all of no. us lay on our backs, watching the stars. Yes. And Christopher was patting his feet. Mm-hmm. There was a worship song in him. There was there was there was worship happening in him. You remember this? And yeah, he was patting his feet. 
And you looked over at me, and you you said to me, "That's worship." Like that. <laughs> I wish I could yeah. hear that Amen. song. That is worship. And uh, yeah. our relationship took a step that night from my side of the tracks because I was like, Amen. "I don't really, really know this dude, but this is my guy." Like I will go. I'll go through thick and thin with this guy, you know. And that kind of set us up, at least uh, in my experience. Just kind of launched our relationship Amen. Uh, into this authenticity where you were always just so unbelievably good at navigating. You knew how to be... I'm sorry, I'm back. Yeah, thank you. Oh, there you are. You knew how to be my boss... You knew how to be my pastor, and you knew how to be mm. my friend. And um, uh, mm. that was golden. Those Amen. years were golden to me. So I didn't want to just, as you were talking here, you're sharing yes. your Asbury story, you're talking about Amy's dad being in Georgia. I was just kind of jotting down a couple of things, and then the Christopher piece, hitting in, in those feet. Well, the other thing I love about you and Christopher's relationship like, is how the first time we yes. visited and he, he, uh, he made fun of your beard, you know, <laughs> he, he, uh, he busted on you. And then of oh, course, he was did. Just a few years later, you know, he started sporting his own and it was so good, man. You know, you were, you were great to like he bust him on that as well. But then as well as to, as well as to compliment him, like, okay, buddy, it's, you know, that looks good. You're doing a, <laughs> a good job there. It does yeah, look he, good. He's, that he's, dude's got a he's got a phenomenal beard. We were yeah, visiting. No, we were we were just y'all visiting not, y'all. Y'all and, hadn't moved. You know, yet. just the getting to know like where things are at and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And and uh, and I you said something about you I know, forgot your, about, that. about beards or I don't know, but but he made the comment and uh, and I, I remember when he grew his own boy, you were good on him. You you made sure that you you that you you knocked him good, but you also built him up good on that yeah. thing, you know. So uh, that was that was. <clears throat> yeah. So we had been all of us, um, y'all, your whole family, and um, Jimmy and Vanda, mm-hmm. and we were we were all in uh, Carter Hall, and the adults, the grown ups, were kind of walking. Yes. We were moving from Carter Hall back over towards the sanctuary. And Christopher and I were just kind of in the back of the pack walking. And I was like, so what are you into, dude? You know, just trying to get to know a kiddo that was going to be in our program. And I'm like, so what are you into? Like, what what drives you? What passions do you have? Yeah. And he, was, he said, I'm really into fashion. Like, I'm into trends and fashion, you know. And so we're in Carter Hall, like in the actual hallway, yeah. walking towards the red brick building. And I said, I said, well, I don't know that we're going to connect there because I have no sense of fashion. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, beards, they're not fashionable. <laughs> and I was like... Ouch! You know, and uh, so sure is shooting. Fast forward a few he years. Does, he, he he's definitely. I mean, he's, he's still Mister Fashion. Beard. He's still GQ. You know, but but he, he's brought he's brought the uh, the beard into oh, it. He's well, a good looking you know? dude, man. Oh, absolutely! But I did I did absolutely have to razz his beans at least once. I was like, yeah. 
I was like, Christopher, that yeah. that beard looks amazing. But I want to tell you, like, you're right. That night at Hinton was was beautiful in so many ways, as you shared, and and I do think that 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 night did help to kind of uh, take our relationship into what it's become. You know, it's like there was joy in that. There was a place of like. Yeah. Um, just connection and, and, you know, just the way that God built it from there. And, um, you know, you talk about community. I, I was thinking mm-hmm. about this, Ben. So, you know, I've had like four or five different Ben Lees in my life, or, or I'll tell it like, um, you know, when I was growing up, Amen, my best man. friend was a guy named Tony and, and Tony and, and you remind me of so much of each mm-hmm. other. I mean, you, you both are strong people. You know, you're so committed to the Lord and His Word. You have compassionate hearts. Uh, you're not going to let people run over you. You're going you're gonna to stand for truth. But yet, you're also gracious to forgive. And, and, and so, um, I remember that same camp I was saved at, you know, Amy and I were the leaders of it for about four years, you know, be like just for one week every summer. Yeah. And so that was really cool. And so Tony was there and and Tony would be like the bouncer, you know, for me, you know, he would be like the kids are acting up or whatever. And he would be like, (laughs) all right, let's get it together. And, you know, uh, but just so many different things. But like, I I, want to share that with everyone listening, because I think one of the beautiful things about community and how God makes us and what's so good about the body of Christ. And you go back to, you know, first Corinthians 12, 13 and 14, you know, I mean, there, there's so much an emphasis made. We are, we are not created to live isolated lives. We're not created to think we can do it on our own, but we are made the way that we are because like those puzzles were meant to all fit together. And the way that God, you know, has made you and, like my friend Tony, um, and the way that he's made me, you know, the way that we're meant to complement one another, like that's the beauty of the body of Christ. And, and, you know, this is what, what, you know, simplifies so much about what, you know, what the podcast is, is so much about community. I, I think that when we can learn our identity, who God's created us to be, you know, what are the gifts of the Spirit? You know, what is the makeup the Lord's given us and and the part that we're meant to play and how that's meant to be worked together um, it is it is such a gift when we we receive the way that God puts one another in life. Like I'm like I'm a better, um, you know, follower of Jesus. I'm a better um, husband. I'm a better man of God uh, because of you. And, you know, our other, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's a gift that I think we're meant to cherish. And yes. so, you know, discovering like, okay, who, how, who has God made me to be? You know, what, what is it that he's created me to do that? And that I'm not, I'm not supposed to be like somebody else. Again, that goes back to the people pleaser in me that, that God's helped to work on. And to be, you know, be, you know, be who Jesus created you to be. You know, own that, enjoy that. And then yes. through the Holy Spirit, share him and do that in partnership together, you know, because then that's where it all really comes alive, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the, the years with you um, in Warner yeah. Robins, us being able to, um, you know, join together in Christ, in unison, through the Holy Spirit, how he's made you, how he's made me, the other members of our, of our team. But the, the, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just, 
you know, what a tremendous Tracy, strength, yeah. you know, to have one another. And, and I think, you know, that's what made mm-hmm. the years in Warner Robins personally to me so special was the strength of, you know, the team that we mm-hmm. were part of, um, the opportunities we had to share together, mm-hmm. um, you know, are, are just so, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm so thankful for that, you know. Me too, man. We did we everything did. wide open. We did. We worshiped hard. We prayed hard. We played hard. Um, we did everything full throttle. I mean, that was, those mm-hmm. were deep, rich years. Amen. Um, at least in my spiritual formation. And, um, you know, I, I look back on those years. It's kind of like when you're going through some mm-hmm. of that stuff, you know, you're in a good season but you don't really know how great of a season you're sure. in, you're in until it's over and you're looking back and you're like man those I mean, they were those five they're beautiful years were you know gold. i mean i, I mean, they you were, know and I, and I love that that's the great thing yeah, about yeah you know being a part of god's family and friendship like i, I still remember um you and i mm-hmm. and i think it was christopher you know, we're on like uh the back steps outside of Carter Hall after Oh, yeah. um, I think it might have been a, a Monday, yes. Thursday, or it was a it was a special worship service. And, you know, we're out outside and we're just, mm-hmm. you know, we're just praying together and just just celebrate what God had done that night and praying mm-hmm. into to future things. And, um, you know, I think for me as well, like mm-hmm. um, like one of the most significant moments in my life is Nicaragua mission trip with you, you know, Tracy um, you know, our other dear friends. And, but I think about how the Lord used you to go down ahead. And, and I, I still remember like, you know, you, you come back and you're like, can I feel like we should take a mission trip of the youth down there? And I'm like, dude, I'm on it. That's good. And I remember, I remember praying into that and the Holy Spirit's like, no, you, you can't go, you know? And I'm like, what do you mean? I can't go. Like, I mean, it's missions, you know, you're all about missions and, uh, you know, and, and Christopher's yeah. going to go and to be able to do that with one of my children. And, but he was, he was so clear on that. And, and I remember, yes. you know, telling you and, you know, you're like, well, you know, we're going to follow the Lord's leading on that. But what's so beautiful about it is, you know, you go down, you serve, but that's where the connection with the Lee family took place. You know, the first connection there then you came back so mm-hmm. jacked up you're like ken i know where we're going next you know and mm-hmm. we're going to go into the heart of the jungle yes. of nicaragua which when you said that like you, you need to understand something like when you said that phrase like that was so much the holy spirit because one of my prayers was like like jesus i want to see you off the grid like, I want to see you, like, who you really are, like, off the grid. And so when you, when you share, like, we're going to go into the heart of the jungle in Nicaragua, like, you, these people we've met, the Lees, and, and like, the Holy Spirit followed back up. He says, this is what I was saving you for. This is, mm-hmm. this is it. And so, so, good, so for, you know, so for you and I and, you know, our team to be able to go, you know, do that together, um, you know, to be with the Lees, um, man, just yes, come on, just sakes. amazing, amazing family. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, just 
it was just so amazing. Uh, but like, you know, my prayer again was like, Lord, show me how big you are. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it's like, I believe everything that's in the Bible. You can do anything you want. I believe you're still doing it today. Like I've seen mm-hmm. it in different ways, but Lord, I want to, want to, you know, but the prayer was, I want to see you like never before. And I remember our Sunday morning there, uh, I was downstairs underneath the house. They had like a little swing thing and was just kind of reading scripture and a pray. And, and I, I just prayed it again, like, Lord, thank you already. You've given us so much while we're here, but Lord, I just want to continue to show me like how big you are. And that afternoon, Eli comes up to you and me and he's like, Hey, uh, I, I want you to come with me this afternoon. Um, there's a message of the Lord for you. And, you know, you and I like we're okay, you know. And so, you know, we, we go over into, um, you know, the big building, the home they were using and, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the ministry center. And, uh, and we were with Corinne. Um, and, and, you know, Eli begins to share with Ben and I. He's like, no, what y'all need to understand is that uh, uh, Corinne receives messages from the Lord from angels. Mm-hmm. And dude, like I know some of y'all may be hearing that right now and like that spooky or like whatever. I want to tell you, like I got goosebumps. I got Holy Me Spirit too. goosebumps. I got them right now. Because I'm like, oh, Lord, <laughs> you're about to answer that prayer. Like, yes. come on. And yes. um, and so, you know, she began to share her testimony with us, mm-hmm. which was so powerful. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, she began to share the message of the Lord. And what y'all need to understand too is I forget what day we flew into Nicaragua, Ben, but what Eli told us is that the day we flew into Nicaragua was the day that God sent his angel messenger to Corinne mm-hmm. for the message we would receive. You mm-hmm. know, so 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 I, I just thought that was so cool. And then, and so, so, Corinne begins to basically just share things that some cases Ben and I, we had talked about personally, you know, both those, both personal things related to things God was putting on our hearts, things together for our prayers for Warner Robins first. Oh yeah. And, um, and, and these were, but then, you know, she also shared things that only Ben and I would know. Like mm-hmm. th- this was as legit as you could get. Like this is the message of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben had his notebook and I had mine and we're just writing stuff down. And But, you know, like I just think about how um, gracious God was to you and I did that day, Ben. You know, yeah. just to um, hear his message, to have, you know, for me an answer prayer, like God, show me how you big you are. Yes. And then the other thing that, that folks may or may not know is... Um, so Corinne had a little baby and the baby wasn't more than two to three months old mm-hmm. and they kept calling her miracle. And, and with, uh, cause they're like, they're still trying to figure out a name. And I'm like, well, miracle's pretty cool. You know, like, yeah, but, yeah. um, but then Eli shared with us that, um, Corinne was unable to have any more kids and that when, miracle was born like one of the the older daughter like came over to the leaves and they're like mama had a baby mama had a baby and they're like they got this is a weird joke you know mm-hmm. and and the young daughter you know she's like she's not leaving so one of the lee's daughters mary goes over to check out what's going on and she gets there and sure enough there's there's a baby 
the size of your palm. Mm -hmm. And then as Mary's standing there, that baby, little girl, size of your palm, expands into a normal size baby, healthy. And again, I know some folks might be listening right here going like, okay, like you're just making that up. Like, like, yeah, check, I'm please. like, no, I like, <laughs> yeah. like there's, no, there's, for there's real, if, yeah. if you believe God to be God, if you believe that what we read about Old and New Testament, the, the mighty things yes. of God, that he can do them, what makes us think he's still not doing them? Right. And so. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. when they when they told us that story, and I actually have a picture, it's one of my favorite pictures that someone had taken the day before of, of, of me holding Miracle. Like, man, I just started weeping. Because again, mm -hmm. I thought like, Lord, I, I asked this prayer, like, show me how big you are and you have. And I said, now give me the faith, God. And this is something I'm still pressing into. God, give me the faith to to really you know, believe and chase after who you really are, Amen. you know, and, and that's a constant yeah. prayer. Like, Lord, you know, I don't want to limit you. Um, I want to, I want to live into the greatness and the goodness of who you are, mm -hmm. you know? And we were, we were for, for context for people that are not familiar. So we had flown from Atlanta into Managua which is the capital of Nicaragua, stayed one night at Henry's, then caught a little prop plane as far north into the country of Nicaragua as you can go. We landed literally on a dirt strip. Yes, pigs, pigs running men, around. <laughs> that men in Army BDUs with old M16 machine guns, like ancient, yeah. they are shooing pigs off of the dirt runway so that we can yeah. land. Like the 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 habit is the pilot flies and makes like a pass yeah. to let everybody on the ground know that the plane's there so they can move the livestock off of off of the landing strip. So we landed, spent a night in Waspum. Yes. Then we get on a boat. A John boat. And we a John <laughs> boat. Um and we go um, in a dugout, it's twelve hours upriver. Mm -hmm. um, in that John boat, I don't it's like three. I, it was like three was to four. It, was it, it three, was something like that. Three or four. Yeah. Um, came around one bend. I mean, it's, none of us have ever been there. We're we're literally in the rainforest. We are truly, genuinely in the jungle. Yes. Uh, we're in the Cocoa River. To our left or south is Nicaragua, and to our right or north is Honduras. That's right. And we come around one bend in the river, and there's two guys. We're in the middle. Of, there is no civilization. No. There's you see two a guys home. standing on the yeah. bank. Yes, military. With with old Army BDUs on and guns, like M16s, and they're shouting in... Their language. I don't know if they're speaking Mosquito or Spanish, but I'm reading their body language because these are guys in the jungle with guns. Yeah, and not long before, like within a year or two before that, I'd read Tip of the Spear. Yes, and so I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh gosh. And so we come around, and there's these guys, and so I'm reading their body language. I'm like, are we in trouble? Yeah. So I'm watching them, and I turn around, and look at Eli, and then I realize we're not in trouble. But mm -hmm. but Eli's voice and his tone is very very stern. Yes. And yes. all it turns out is they just wanted to hitch a ride up river, but we had so much weight 
because mm-hmm. we had uh, eight our team, days worth yeah. our provisions and all the food and luggage and our people. And, but you know um, what's wild about that, Ben? Do you, I remember, though, once we were in Crin Crin, mm-hmm. you know, we heard about three days later that on that same river yeah. Yeah. That, that, that someone was shot and killed. Oh, you know, yeah. like the same the same kind of scenario of someone yes. uh, trying to hitch a ride somewhere and yes. and that kind of thing. And and I remember telling Amy when when we got back home about like the things that happened, mm-hmm. and and she told me she says Ken there was there was one she goes I'm praying all the time but there was one particular day that the Holy Spirit impressed upon me to pray safety over the team. Mm. Um, and, um, and I just remember just thinking like, you know, Lord, that's, that's how you work it. Like Mm -hmm. you, you work with, you know, your, your care there, but then you also impress, you know, your people, you know, to lean into, you know, um, you know, partnership with the Lord in that, um, you know, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, we busted a prop which is unusual, but we hit a gravel bar and, and broke a prop. So we ended up on the side of the river, had to had to bring the motor up, change props. Um, yes. So when we came in, what I'm leading into is, so the night that Corinne received the vision from God mm-hmm. was the night that we came into the village for the very first time, first time any of us had been there. Mm-hmm. But we came in at dark. It was dark. It was yes. pitch black and dark. And the leaves um, who are so used to being on the water, they were a little scared, buddy. <laughs> you know, yes, they were you like, could tell. Like, I mean, they navigate this all the time, and yet they're like, "Okay, we're in some, we're in some sketchy a moments." Channel. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. people that are watching this, there's a lot of you who are outdoorsmen, outdoors people. You know, in a river, if you know a river, you know how to navigate it. But this is not like just a short boat ride. I mean, yes. it's hours and. Chris was on the front of the boat, you know, directing in the hand signals and that, and he loved it. So we come in, and, and, and it's pitch black. I mean, it's yes. dark. There's no electricity. Yes. Um, and so that was the night, then, that the Lord gave Corinne the vision, and it mm-hmm. took her, um, that was on a Monday night mm-hmm. that we and rolled it's... in there. And... Um, it took her until the following Sunday mm-hmm. to get up the courage to go to Eli and ask if we would be open to hearing what the Lord had to say. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I remember clearly about that is at that time they had been in country nine years and only had had two conversions. Two individuals had That's converted right. to Christianity, and Corinne is is was one of That's the right. two. That's right. And had had the gift of prophecy. Amen. And Eli began to share with us multiple times in his ministry that she had come to him with a word. And That's right. every time the the Lord had been proven faithful and the mm-hmm. word had been proven true, most of the time it was a heads up, this is gonna come. Yes. You're not gonna be shaken, but don't be surprised. This is gonna happen. And at just the right time, I'll tell Lord's you what to say, you or That's I'll right. work through you. Or... So mm-hmm. he was vouching for that. Um, to go into that room, what I remember is she was small. She is a mm-hmm. small person. Mm-hmm. But she was so timid. 
And so she's speaking. So the, 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 the mosquito language has roughly 80 words. The entire language mm-hmm. is roughly 80 words. And when she came in the room, she had a little yellow notebook, bright yellow. The yes. front of it was bright yellow. And But when she originally sat down and Eli sat beside her, when she was sharing like her story and stuff of her, she was looking down. She would not look at us. She was not making eye contact. Her voice was um, relatively faint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was just really meek, I think, is the word that I would choose. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and so there's this introduction and this talk, and she's kind of setting things up. And then there's this moment. This probably people don't think this is weird, but it doesn't make it any less true. There's this moment where she opens that yellow notebook and she says, from here forward, I'm going to speak to y'all in first person mm-hmm. because this message is from God to you. Yes. And about the time she's saying this in Mosquito, not Spanish or English, so we have no idea what she's saying, but Eli's translating. Eli speaks four languages. Uh, by the time Eli gets that piece translated, her countenance changed. Yes. She sat up in that chair and those shoulders rolled back. And when mm-hmm. she locked eyes, like eye contact locked in, her voice was still her voice, but it was bold and it was yes. strong. She was speaking with authority. And I mean, she at the very beginning, she said, I am the Lord your God. Yes. You shall have no other gods before me. And I mean, I in that moment, involuntarily, uh, I began to cry. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking down on my forearms uh, on my arms because I had on a short sleeved t shirt, and every pore on my forearm had little beads of sweat coming out of it. I don't know what, I don't know if you experienced it, but my body temperature, I have no clue how mm-hmm. hot I got that fast. Yeah. I just know that, I mean, even the backs of my hands had, it looked like popcorn kernels all the way up and down my <laughs> forearms and my hands. It's like every pore, yeah. w- water, sweat, was just, just boom, come out. For and, me, it felt like, like, like taking what you're talking about. Yes. For, for me, I felt like everything got brighter. Like when yeah. she sat up and began to speak, yes. it's like, it's like the room got brighter as she spoke. And it, cause you know, and for me, as I, I shared a little bit earlier, like, like joy just began to rush into me. Yes. Like there's the joy of the presence of God. Yes. Uh, and then also a sense of like humility. Yes. Because like, because when she said what you said, like, Hey, I am the Lord, your God. You know, when she spoke to us, yeah. it's like, okay, it's time to listen in. Yes. And, um, and in that season, the one thing from all of that, that stood out to me, Ben, and again, the authority that came mm-hmm. with what she was sharing, mm-hmm. The Lord had about six months before, and you and I had talked about this. Mm-hmm. The Lord had put on my heart about us doing a third service at the church. Mm-hmm. You know that it was meant to be very um, simple and um, uh, uh, just an, an opportunity for simple worship. You know, the simple word of God, and um, and in that, um, uh, she said to me, she says, um, "I have told you what to do." do it. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and when she said that, you know, I thought, okay, I know what that's about. Yeah. And, um, and we came back home and it was, 
you know, shortly after that, that mm-hmm. uh, we began to really make take action steps for what became known as the table. Yes. And um, and and that that all that timing also ended up being the last one the Lord had for us there. Mm-hmm. But um, but that service in particular for me personally, that last year was so special. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just revealed again, like the Lord's heart for the people he brought into. And, and again, we might have, you know, 10, 15 people at the most. I mean, it's like 1230 on a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And we've already had church, but, but yeah, there was something so beautiful and authentic mm-hmm. about simple worship and simple word and, yes. and, and the, the fellowship of believers, each sharing testimony together, praying for one another mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that's a model of, um, the, the grace of God mm-hmm. that, um, you know, Amy and I continue to, you know, carry forward in different ways, you know, maybe not a specific service, but just that sense of like, you know, we need to strip away so much yes, and, and just like get on our faces before God mm-hmm. and just be in his presence and, and and he, and he will come because mm-hmm. he's the one who's invited us there. Mm-hmm. Um, and before so, we move on from that, I just if you're listening to this, whether it's in real time or much later, whenever you happen upon this, I, 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 I have to say, God is not a respecter of persons. So to be very, very clear, God will not reveal himself to only a select few. That's right. Like there's nothing special about Ken, nothing special about me. Um, other than knocking, seeking, asking relentlessly, I believe. But mm-hmm. but God will not answer, show up, reveal himself to one person and not to another. Um, That's right. I just don't want to move on past that. Um, there is so much more. There's Amen. so much more. Um and that's what he, so and I think that's what he revealed, yeah. you know, that's, uh, cause I can, you know, from that moment on for me personally mm-hmm. in walking with the Lord and then ministry wise, um, it's like that, that trip opened a door for God to say, okay, let me show you even greater my character. Let me show you even greater my love. Let me show you even more the 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 depth of 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 holiness of who I am and who I'm calling you to be. Let me show you even more like how close I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Let me show you even more like how mighty I am mm-hmm. and 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 what what I can do. And and y'all, if there's if there's anything about God revealing himself to us and been so spot on. I like he doesn't just do it to certain people. He comes to show us all of us the fullness of who he is, it's like, you can't go back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like you, you can't go back to like way it was before when you've experienced a greater fullness of revelation of who he is to, yeah, to, to, to go back or to not move forward is to pretend like it never happened. Yes. And, and y'all that's ridiculous. And, and so I, I want to share that today because uh, every one of us who is seeking to know God, whether you, you're, you're just in the beginning or you're someone who's, who's you know, been traveling the Lord for a while, like 
like the Lord wants to reveal the fullness of who he is to us. And he knows how to do it every stage of life. But, but when we do encounter the living presence of God, like we're fools to not move forward with what's been shared with us. And we're fools to not, to keep asking Lord, show us even more of your heart. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, my friend and, and Gabe Barrett says, uh, when you encounter God like that, you're ruined for ordinary life. Amen. Like you're ruined yeah. for it wrecks you. I mean, when, when you begin mm-hmm. to encounter God by the Holy Spirit in yes. supernatural ways, it, you're, it ruins you for ordinary life. But so Amen. the reason I started laughing, one of my uh, this is just a funny quip, but I think about it a lot. It's so freaking funny to me. So we get back and we're putting together a slideshow, right? And um, yes, that trip, uh, Will Will Reagan and United Pursuit was kind of hot at the time, and so um, Simple Gospel and some of those songs were were kind of the thing. And we were yeah. all everybody on our team was so tight, and um, I remember worshiping, you know, under the hut and and everybody yes. around him. But so. Our friend, our very, very dear friend Tracy, we get back and she's trying to put together a slideshow because we're gonna, uh, you know, share the thing and testify and and with our church. And so this is what I'm getting to. So do you know where I'm going with this? So I think so. So she sends so. out a message, just a group text to all of us that went, you know, from Warner Robins, and it's like, hey, I'm putting <laughs> together this slideshow. Anybody got songs that they would like to recommend for the slideshow? And Ken, this is one of the many reasons I love you because your heart is so freaking pure, man. You, without even thinking, you the first thing you sent was so Will Reagan, United Pursuit, had never a, going back, had a song called "Never Going Back." And so, tra- <laughs> so Tracy's like, "Hey, do you all have any songs that you would like to recommend for the slideshow?" And Ken hits it fast to bam, "Never Going Back," and it's just crickets. It's like nobody on the group text says anything. And Tracy's trying to figure out how to navigate it. And Tracy's like, it was gracious. Tracy's like, love the song, not sure it fits. <laughs> it's that's a, right, man. But to hear you say that, it's it's that's so true. Like when you encounter God in that way, in these supernatural ways, when God re- begins to reveal himself to us in ways that are intimate to us, uh, when he begins to speak to us in our languages, yes, there is no going back. Mm-hmm. There's no going back. That's I, right. I mean, it's full throttle. It's full speed ahead. And so that uh, never going back... Um, I don't know. When you said that a moment ago, it cued that thought in my mind, and I thought, gosh, that's too good of a story not to tell. It's a great song. If you're listening to this, if you're not hip to Will Reagan or United Pursuit, um, isn't that who did? I'm never going back. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's what I and thought. that specific album, yeah. you know, that simple gospel yes. album, uh, there's actually uh, an A and a B. They had some more songs they couldn't okay. get on the A that are they're good as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that was... That was like our track yes. you know, while we were there, yes. that, that whole album. Yes. And um, I remember Julie you know, and Connor just, playing that. 
Jordy and they Connor did. were playing songs off of that album in worship yeah. there. Well, and, you know, Ben, you know, speaking into community, you know, one of the things that, that took place on that trip um, that was a very sad thing, but it was Stacy's dad, you know, died yes. while we were there. Yeah. And, and, of course, that was extremely heavy. Mm-hmm. But I, I bring that up to speak about the power of community. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't walk through things alone. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, we were in a place where we couldn't get back. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not where it was. But, like, you know, you allowed us to enter into, you know, the mourning that you had mm-hmm. for your father-in-law and also for not being able to be, you know, there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, and I share that because I think that's such a key thing about how we have to allow one another to enter into each other's pain mm-hmm. because it's in the place of opening up and being vulnerable. Um, you know, it, it's easy to do when everything's great. Isn't oh, it? Yeah. You know, like yeah. when we're having the highlights, it's an easy thing to be able to do that. But, mm-hmm. but, it's the moments of, of extreme difficulty and pain and hurt and, and obstacle, whatever it might be, that allowing the community to enter into that with us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, again, you know, we've, uh, you know, we, we've had like every person, like we've got our intensity of, of life moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of ours with y'all was, um, you know, our, our middle son, Jeremy, who, uh, was young, you know, teenager, mm-hmm. you know, excited about being a part of youth group with Ben. And about six months after we're there, he ends up being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. um, you know, pretty rare one. And, you know, basically, you know, knocks him out of the next three or four years yeah. of a pivotal moment of life. And, you know, you know, your friendship, you know, to us, mm-hmm. to Jeremy, your, you know, the friendship of, uh, of, of Tracy and our team at the church, mm-hmm. like that was such a strength, um, you know, for us and, and, and for him and, you know, the times that you would, you know, reach out to him or just care, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, that, that meant so much, mm-hmm. you know, to have another voice of someone that he knew loved him that wasn't his parents. Mm-hmm. And that you could speak to him um, in a way that he would listen yeah. to the words you were speaking into his heart and struggle. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Thankful for that friendship with you, of course. But to, you know, to know that one of the gifts God give, has given us in community is to walk through painful moments yes. together. And even, um, you, know, you know, like when we were stuck in the jungle and lost Fred, Missy, um, you know, yes. Missy was at my mother-in-law's house within a couple hours. I mean, intended to my extended family for the duration until we could get back. I mean, that's that's Amen. community. I miss Missy. Yes, it is. Um, oh, she's so yes, precious, she really man. Is. We had a. We really. <clears throat> I mean, that sounds like I'm bragging, and I'm not. It's 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 test testifying to God's goodness. We had a unicorn. Like our staff, our team, um, yes. looking back, um, 
that those that was a good team really and really and truly it was a good team so yeah that um amen yeah those those were rough days and that's that's a day after the experience with korean yes or two days after it was either monday or tuesday i'd have to go back and look but it's like sunday mm -hmm. we have this supernatural encounter with korean and Monday, yes. word makes it to us that my father-in-law um, died very unexpectedly. That's right. So, I mean, that's, um, you know, uh, I think that's, You're experiencing I think that's being lovely. human, I mean, right? I mean, it, it's, it's, that's amen. part of the human condition. Um, well, you think about how the Father ministered to you in both ways, oh, yeah. Ben. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, like you said, that's that's life where one day you can have one of the the most significant, mm -hmm. you know, touches of the Lord. And then the next day you can experience his touch again in a whole different mm -hmm. way that you need, mm -hmm. you need in a moment like that. And I think, you know, that's so much part of like the father's hand on our mm -hmm. lives. You know, um, again, you know, I think that's the, you know, I'm 52 now, you know, which uh, is young to some and old to that's others, young, you know. Brother, that's young, uh, I'm sure yeah, I hear that. But um, the thing that when I go back and I, and I think about the faithfulness of the Father, mm -hmm. you know, I go back to, you know, where He placed me growing up, um, who He placed me with. Um, I think back to being in high school and going to youth group, and I think about the youth pastors. I think about the pastor and the retired pastor. I think about the adult volunteers. Like I think about how the Lord used each and every one of them to pour into my life. Um, I think about, you know, my parents, I think about going to Asbury and getting connected to Amy and the, the connection we had with a beautiful group of peers and just living in Wilmore for seven mm -hmm. years. And I think about, you know, every church we've been in and the the people that the Lord has brought us to to do life with yes. and so often to to minister to us and mm -hmm. you know intensity and to to know that we were loved and cherished and 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 I just think you know the father's so good to us and that he knows how to plant us into community and for how that community is meant to love on us and we're meant to love on them. You know, we're we're unique maybe to some people, like some of y'all, like where you live and who you're with, that's who you've been your whole life. And, and that's awesome. Like, you know, and then there's others, you know, stories more like mine. It's like you bounced around to different places. But the beautiful thing is that the Lord is in control and He is so gracious in where He leads us and who He leads us to be with. And what I love about relationship is I love how, you know, Ben and Stacy, Zeke was there when Abby and I came in oh, recently yeah. and how, how, you know, we could walk in the door that night and immediately just like be spot on, you know, with our friendship and relationship and, and sharing life together and, and to know that it's just instant and it's beautiful. And, and, and I think about like, um, you know, it was a year ago that the Asbury outpouring yes. took place and Amy and I, Amy and I went, we felt led to go up. We actually went up on, on Valentine's oh, wow. day. And, uh, so that was like our Valentine's yes. gift, you know? So, but, but like Keith and Jenny Medill, they're friends of ours that we met at Asbury college and 
we, we both got married the same year and we were married student housing right next together. And, you know, these are folks that we have friendship over the years and it's not always like we're calling every week or like mm -hmm. whatever, but man, as soon as we're together, it's like, it's mm -hmm. on and it's like deep and it's beautiful. And, and it's like, we're praying together and we're laughing together. We're playing Euchre together. You know, we're, you know, in that case, we're going to the outpouring and we're all being just floored by the presence mm -hmm. of God. And, you know, it's, it's showing up at Ben's on national championship night and having the game in the background while we're in a living room yeah. and just, you know, taking turns to look at the game, but really just more focused on like, Hey, how's yes. life and what's happening. And, and like, you know, the, the time the next morning to have y'all's care, you know, to be like, okay, like you can stay another Please, night, yeah. you know, you, you know, like you can, you know, or helping out like, okay, help us figure out which roads are yes. open and, and then being able to pray for one another before, you know, we head out and, um, you know, I'm just so thankful, you know, God's intentional in the community that he creates us to be in. And, uh, you know, it's like one of those things with, with you, man, I, I'd love to be in the same community with you every day. Oh, me you too, know? dude. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I got to have that for five years, and I'm blessed yeah. by that, you know. But I'm thankful for community now as it overlaps, like right now on a podcast. And, you know, I'm thankful for us having eternity, Yeah, you know, to just uh, be in the presence of God and to, to savor all that together. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm fully convinced that the key to those relationships that you can be because I have rodeo friends that I talk to occasionally, and mm -hmm. and we've talked about this that um, you can go with some of some of those guys. I may go two years and not talk to, mm -hmm. and then one of them needs something or call or I need to ask a question or whatever. And it's it's like we were together the day before. Um, yeah, certainly friends in ministry too. I think the key there is the authenticity, is the transparency. Um, yes. and the vulnerability and, and the trust when you, when somebody really knows you and you've allowed them to know you, like, like really know you, and yes. that's a two way street. Those are the relationships that you, you can pull into town, have a big old hug and just pick yes. her up like you had seen one another the day before. That's the key, in my opinion, it's the authenticity in relationship. Amen. Yeah, man. Amen. Ken, thank you. Uh, we could go and go and go. I know you're busy. I'm uh, <laughs> uh, getting ready. So, I know you are as well, Yeah, buddy. old, old Wickster. Uh, so Wick turns 19 tomorrow. He's a Valentine's baby. Uh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, man. But, uh, so, but tomorrow is also Ash Wednesday. And yes. so we're going to celebrate his 19th birthday tonight so he doesn't get feel robbed and pressured by, um, you know, time constraints and stuff. So um, it's a good dad there, buddy. Yep, good dad and mom. We're fixing to celebrate old Wick. And uh, uh, but thank you. I mean, that. thank you so much for coming. Oh, on. man, it's a joy. Um, and I, I can assure you this, uh, like I was telling you off camera before we hit record, uh, when when we put out the little two-minute reel of the ad for this episode, there's going to be a lot of people in Middle Georgia that are extremely excited. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for all the ways that you, thank you poured my brother. into me and my people. Uh, thank you for the consistency. Um, uh, just steady, Eddie, stay the course. Thank you. 
uh, for always pushing me, uh, very seldom verbally, um, but always just by the way that you live your life. Uh, I love you mm-hmm. so much. I'm thankful man. for you, man. Hey, I love you. Yep. Thankful for uh, your strength in my life. Amen. And uh, thankful so much. Um, oh, I almost man. forgot. You were supposed to remind me. So, Ken Morgan. Well, I, was, I was waiting. Ken Morgan. I was waiting. Okay, sorry. I got all mushy. Sorry. So, <laughs> Ken Morgan, the name of the podcast is the Keep It Simple Podcast. I've been waiting for this answer, actually, for a couple of days. How do you keep it simple? So, um, the great commandment, love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. The new commandment. Jesus says, love one another the way I love you. Mm-hmm. You're to love one another. For me, it's you love God, you love people, mm-hmm. you love them the way that Jesus loves you. Amen. You know, to me, that's what simplicity looks like. Yeah. And, um, you know, so thankful for, you know, the Father's love. For, I'm just tearing up now. Like, the Father's love for us is so beautiful. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, my constant prayer is like, Lord, fill me with your love so that, um, I may love people the way you do and to have your heart for them, yeah. you know? And so that's, that's what um, keeping it simple looks like for me, brother. Amen. Ken, thank you. We'll have to have you on again soon. Maybe you and Connor. Maybe we bring you and Connor on or we get Tracy on or something. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Hey, love you, man. I love you, Thanks too. so much. Thank you.